This is an ohs.com.au production. Welcome to episode 41 of the Australian Health and Safety Business Podcast. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm joined with Ming Gan from Fuzzy. Hi, Ming. Hi, Brendan. How are you? I'm well, well. Thanks very much for coming on the show. Now, I was really interested in speaking to you because you run one of Australia's biggest dance music promoters and have been going for, what, almost 25 years now. Yeah, uh, 2021 will be our 25th year. I mean, if you accept that 2020 was a year, but <laughs> yeah, uh, 2020, we, we started in 1996, um, actually in nightclubs and uh, then progressed to festivals uh, and yeah, have been it's been 25 years, uh, same partners. Wow. It's crazy. That, yeah. That's amazing. So when, how did you first get started? Like what gave you the idea? Well, <laughs> it was a little bit of fun and uh, it was uh, probably thanks to you actually. Um, uh, so, you know, uh, prior to all this, I was uh, working in property development uh, and uh, Piermont was an industrial area and uh, it was an industrial area that was um, going to be rezoned into residential and so developers basically started buying up all the the warehouses in that area uh, waiting for uh, Sydney City Council to rezone the area into residential so that we could build residential apartments. Uh, so so now, what was, was Piermont kind of rough around that time it, or it, it was it just was derelict? Very, it was very – well – it was a combination of rough and derelict. So, right. Oh, so it had so all the best features. All the best features, exactly. <laughs> uh, lots of history. Um, and I think, uh, look, you know, uh, a lot of the companies that had warehouses there basically sold because uh, they were getting a much <laughs> – basically the value of the properties, you know, went skyrocketed because yeah. you could develop you know, up to, I think it was eight stories um, uh, of apartments. Um, so, yeah, I mean, while we were waiting for the, um, like the, the approvals, yeah. uh, well, not actually not the approvals, we're actually waiting for rezoning as well um, as the approvals. Um, so, so, so let me get this right. You actually, the business you're in owned the warehouses? Or? That's correct. Yeah, yes. okay, got uh, it. They bought this warehouse. Um, I actually decided, because I was pretty young back then, I, there was a caretaker's uh, apartment up the top. I thought, oh, I'll just go live there as well. So, oh, I, d- so, I didn't, I didn't realise that as well. So you're yeah. living in living in the warehouse, and yeah, that was only for a short period of time. Uh, yeah. It was maybe like oh, probably three or four months or something like that. Yeah, um, you're squatting, squatting pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you and I talked about. You know, this would be a great face face of a party, etc. And um, I was like, well, I don't know anything about throwing parties, anything like that. And you said, well, why don't you just, uh, you know, advertise in 3D world and see whether the, you know anyone, anyone's uh, would be interested in in putting on a party there. So, so I did that, and uh, lo and behold, <laughs> Jackie O, who was a promoter of, you know, a really well known promoter, he did all these huge parties at the Horden and uh, he was running uh, a really famous club night called Lunacy at Metropolis. He turns up with uh, 
a DJ called John Wall. And they're like, we love this site. Yep, let's do it. <laughs> so, so they put on a New Year's Eve party uh, in 1993, 94, actually, um, okay. at this warehouse. Uh, um, it wasn't quite legal, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, it didn't have the proper approvals. <laughs> so, so that was what I was curious about. Like, what was the – because I'm trying to get, like, a last-century comparison on, you know, like, what was – were you even concerned about safety stuff, like, or or was it? It was a different era in a way, wasn't it? Was it? A, it was a different era. Of, you know, there was a lot of. It, it was the era of of, of illegal raves. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, there were a lot of um, English rave promoters that were actually breaking into <laughs> like um, like derelict warehouses and putting on parties. You wow. Know, they had no, no, actually no. Uh, no um, kind of authority or, you know, um, yeah. whereas at least, you know, we own this. At least you own the building, was, exactly. What, what, exactly. Was, it, what was in the building or was it, it bare it bones was, was the, the whole appeal? It was um, it was bare, it was a beautiful space, actually. It was the um, it was actually the old Westpac um, uh, kind of warehouse for their vehicles. Okay. So it was open, open space. Yeah. Uh, over kind of one full level and then a and in a basement level yeah um, and and it was great um it was a really beautiful space um toilets uh yeah there were toilets in but but they they had to bring in a whole lot of toilets right okay um, yeah and the the <laughs> the interesting thing was uh i mean in terms of fire safety look there was it was plenty of um, kind of like fire, fire extinguishers, yeah, yeah, sort of thing, fire yeah. exits, everything like that. Um, yeah. I think Jackie actually did get um, get his fire warden into to okay. look at it because Jackie of, of you know whilst whilst Jackie does like to play on the edges, I think yeah. when it comes to you know safety, etc. But but he didn't go through the process of getting. A formal approval from council yeah, because right. council yeah. would probably well, have, the event would have been over by the time you got the approval. Yeah, so pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So so, yeah. so instead, Jackie uh, printed up a big sign that said Harborside Film Studios. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Put it over the the top of the Westpac, you know, automobile automobile yeah. kind of warehouse. And, and uh, hey, presto, you've got the coolest warehouse party happening New Year's uh, Eve in Sydney. Pretty much, and and you know we had the security that that you know if anyone was to come uh, and say hey you know is this approved or not yeah um, it was a wrap party for the Harborside Film Studios yeah wow <laughs> so, and so so it's interesting that you know like even though you know that safety was still a concern like if he was getting the fire warden in and I mean would that, would have they had first aid and that sort of thing close by or yeah no he definitely had first aid so it's it's I suppose there's, you know, there's safety which involves um, like compliance to government yeah, regulations like, like, or yeah, councils. You know, I mean, council. There's so much red tape to do something when you know that hey, you know, it's it's actually, mm. you know. Um, but then there's also actual safety for the patrons. Yeah, practical, practical, of, practical, yeah, practical safety. If, if if something, you know, uh, I suppose from Jackie's point of view that. You know, he would be personally liable for yeah. if, you know, if someone, you know, um, overdosed or there was a fire or, or anything like that. You know, yeah. all the other things that that council, you know, it, 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 uh, tries to put you through. It's a lot of it. 
you know, doesn't doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know? right. I mean, we were talking about a completely industrial area, no residences, etc. Yet, you know, they probably would have um, had an issue with sound. Yeah, it's just one of these things. Yeah, um, it's a box. So, that, yeah. it's a box that needs to be uh, addressed at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, when you work for a bureaucracy. <laughs> you just got to go through every single box, even though yeah. there's no logic behind yeah. it. Um, I mean, things have changed now, where you know everything that we do, we have to go, we have to tick every box, yeah. every single box. So, so, so give um, us an idea of the scale of that party. Like, how many people turned up? So that wasn't that huge. It was uh, two thousand people. Oh, so that's uh, a, that's so that's your the first party you're involved in. You're just a lazy two thousand people. Well, I mean, the thing is, it wasn't actually my party. I was, yeah. we were, I was just the, you're the landlord. The landlord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so 2000, I mean, 2000 was not a lot of people in that space. That, right. that space yeah. from, from memory would have been, you know, it was in, in around about 4,000 square meters or something like that. So that's, yeah. a, that's a lot of space. So almost, people. almost, uh, COVID friendly. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, almost. <laughs> not that, not well, that that would have well, been a concern at that time, but <laughs> yeah. Well, it was. Uh, it's Queensland COVID friendly, you know, one right. or two square meters. So, you know. Um, and then, yeah, so what? So, and, and so, what happened after that? So that was kind of like a uh, a bit of serendipity, really, wasn't it? That yeah, you know, the, that was. property was available, and you put the ad in, and these guys knocked on your door. What yeah. happened? What, and, what and happened then, next? And then what happened there is that the, the party went well. There were no issues. Um, I became really good friends with Jackie and John. Um, you know, we were just friends, just hang out, chat, whatever. And then uh, in about 94, late 94, maybe early 95, Jackie was um, kind of opening a club um, called Sky, which was on top of Sky Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> we were out to dinner one night and Jackie was like, Oh, do you know anything about lighting? And I was like, wouldn't have a clue. He goes, um, <laughs> you're perfect. You know, <laughs> he goes, you know, things that you know about computers, right? And I'm like, oh, kind of, he goes, look, uh, we're opening this Saturday. This, I think this is on a Tuesday. We're opening this Saturday. <laughs> My lighting guy is basically like decided he doesn't want to do it um you know um can you do it and i'm like i have no idea he goes well i can get you through a crash course and then you know it'll be fun we'll all be hanging out i'm, I'm like yeah okay well i'll give it a go yeah and yeah and so i had a crash course and and luckily back then lighting lighting boards were really simple like, so you really would have you would have been like 21 22 that kind of uh, I was 22, yeah, 22. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and lighting bulbs were really easy and operating lasers were really easy. You know, nowadays it's like, yeah. you know, the computers, everything, what you can control, it's it's crazy. But it was really quite simple. So, you know, I decided, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do it. And then what ended up happening is that, like, the DJ and the lighting uh, person were, were all – like um, in a section which was kind of, I don't know how to explain it, but it was kind of like two levels up. Yeah. And so John was DJing for, was the DJ there. So he was DJing for eight hours. I was operating lights for eight hours. And we just, for that period of time, we, we, we kept on talking and saying, yeah, you know what? John was like, oh, you know, I really want to do my own parties and, you know, like maybe 
you know, I, I think there's just a different market from this like credible music, blah, blah, blah. And, and I said, so yeah, was, look, was John partners it. with Jackie at that point or they were just mates? No, they, they well, John had a, like was given a minor share of the, the New Year's party, but yeah. without any risk. Yeah. Um, but no, he had not put on a party himself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we just talked and then suddenly it was, uh, yeah, let's give it a go. And in, in fact, the first thing that we did do was a, um, we thought there was a gap in the market. It was a cool under 18s. Mm. So, so our first, first ever party together, um, which was probably in, I think it was like June. Uh, no, it was July because of school holidays. Uh, 1996 was called Elevation. Uh, back then it was really tough to get a venue for an under 18s but we man- <laughs> we, we we actually commandeered a, a restaurant uh where the the restaurant owner was kind of like yeah i'll clear everything out and you know I've, I've got the approvals to do functions here so we can do that and uh yeah i mean it was crazy we 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 pre-sold hardly any tickets yeah um so oh right so that that was a bit of a risk wasn't it just hoping that would yeah, I mean, and... we, we, we had heard from a, quite a few people that under 18s just turn up. They don't like, because yeah. they don't have credit cards. They don't, you know, they yeah. just pay on the door. And, and, then, and there yeah. was obviously no internet or social media or anything like that. That's, so it's all that's right. so word of mouth. This was all through, through um, you know, we, we hired kids to kind of give out flyers outside bus stops and schools and stuff like that yeah we, we targeted um you know the eastern suburbs lower north shore kind of private school kids because there wasn't anything specifically for them and uh yeah the first uh, elevation i think the the venue had a capacity of 250 and i think we ended up turning over 400 people it was huge it was yeah. it was I mean, it was a sweat box because <laughs> it wasn't, it, you know, the restaurant wasn't built for kids dancing, uh, but it was a huge success. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that was our, our first kind of show together. And then we were like, yeah, at the same time we were, okay, well, we want to do an over 18 show as well. And it just happened at that same time. Um, there was a guy called Simon Page who wanted to open this nightclub. Well, not really a nightclub. He wanted to open a, a venue that, um, that he would then rent out to promoters, um, you know, to put on shows. And uh, and uh, so we decided we'd do our first um, over-18 show there, and that was in August 1996. Um, our kind of idea was, you know, make it fun and incredible. So the artwork was based around uh, tune spotting, but mm-hmm. uh, so train spotting, so mm. and we we changed it to tune spotting, and we did a photo shoot with the DJs that replicated the uh, the the artwork for train spotting, and oh wow, we, we okay. just we just made it, you just had made, fun made, with made, it. made it, yeah, made it fun, and and John and I were out every night for four or five weeks, just giving out flyers to people, yeah. talking to people, like this was old school promoting. Not, yeah. There was no social media, nothing like that. We we were. We were on the ground, you know, outside the Metro Theatre after a gig, giving out flyers, talking to people. And, you know, the venue had a capacity of uh, 600. Um, We were like, okay, well, we're going to maybe – we're going to give away 200 tickets and and then hopefully if we can get another 200 people, then – 
you know, we won't make money the first show, but 400 people in a 600 venue for your first show yeah. is a pretty good outcome. And, and that's, that was our plan. Um, so, you know, all along that was our, our aim just to, because this was our first party. We, we had no brand. We, no one knew who we were really. I mean, they, they knew the DJs, but you know, they'd never been to like, who's fuzzy. What's, you know, all of this. Oh, so and, you, um, you were fuzzy by this stage? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We 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 had we well, we were we'd call the parties fuzzy presents. So it was like fuzzy presents tune spotting, um, and um, so the night as the show comes and there's like two thousand people outside the venue. Oh my and god! The streets are full. Like the police had to come to clear out the streets and street, and you know, we managed to turn over like eight hundred people. Like it was at capacity all night. And, you know, that was our first over 18 show. And and to start that way meant that we had this momentum. So every single show after that, you know, for like a year was sold out in advance. Wow. So it was great. It was a really great way to, 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 to start the business. Um, and, and so like with the venue, did they, were they doing anything? Like I know around about that time, well, actually I don't, you know, exactly, but there was clubs that were turning off. Like that was kind of the whole ecstasy heyday and clubs were turning off cold water and only having hot water so you'd have to, because they won't make any money on no, the drinks. No, well, I mean, interestingly enough, uh, Sublime was the first venue to have a full-time medic. Okay. So, yeah, so... So so, so, so this um, Fuzzy Presents tune spotting went on to another night called Sublime. Is that... Yeah, no, so what happened was the venue was called Sublime. Gotcha, gotcha, um, yeah. And then what happened after a year of the – of because we weren't the only ones doing parties at that Yeah, venue. of course. There was like uh, Transmission. Yeah. There was there was a whole lot of other promoters uh, rotating maybe yeah. once every six weeks. Was that in, was that in um, like downstairs in Pitt Street or something like yeah, that? Yeah, downstairs in Pitt Street. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. 244 Pitt Street. Uh-huh. And um, – Basically, after a year, the owner said, oh, you know what, I, I am not making enough money out of yeah. this. You know, I need to somehow make more money. So so he basically said, look, you know, like, can you guys run a regular night? Yeah. So we were like, oh, okay. Well, so we started running a regular Friday night, which yeah. was called Voodoo, which became legend- legendary. It was like a hard house techno night. Um and but, then he was like, by well, the way, was there was there any um, curfews at, at this point? No. In this, no so no, you we, could go we, 24 hours a day or? Yeah, yeah. In fact, there was, um, I can't remember which October long weekend it was. I think it was like October long weekend in like 1998. Um, um, the club was open for, what do you like 72 hours straight. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Just that, it was I mean, crazy. that sort of thing would just never fly these days, would it? No, no. I mean, look, it was it was part of like the owner's kind of, you know, he had this bright idea, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let, let's just, let's just, you know, make make a statement. Let's just open it for 72 hours. We thought it was like crap idea because we we had to kind of be there the whole time to supervise <laughs> well we, we had to be on shifts yeah so right. yeah so you know he'd go to sleep i'd come out and then i mean on the other hand john met his wife there so on that night <laughs> so, yeah so, yeah okay um, but but um 
yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, I, you know, I don't know how you, you wouldn't even be able to get get that through with occupational health and safety with this with with your staff, right? I I don't know. I mean, well, that's, was it any more dangerous? Yeah. though? that's. I mean, this is what I'm curious about. Like, we've got a lot of rules and regulations and red tape. I'm just wondering, was it was there a monumental shift in you know, was it more dangerous back then or what, I mean, what are your thoughts around that? No, I, look, I don't think it was more dangerous back then at all. Well, look, I, I think, no, the, the one thing that has changed, uh, which we can see is that, you know, like people taking drugs in terms of back in those days, um, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, ecstasy and MDMA or whatever was it, 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 it's it was quite you know the, the drugs were, were imported from overseas or whatever and it was almost like there was some you know chemist over there that was really proud of what they created and they branded the drugs right okay there, right so they're uh, more into quality control yeah absolutely it was all quality control and now it, it, it looks like the drugs are you know made in you know by bikies in their backyards and with the worst possible kind of you know rat poisons and and anything like that and that's that's the the issue as well so so i think that's where the danger is so Uh, so i want that's probably a good segue because i I wanted to fast forward to like some of the like the events that fuzzy puts on these days like you're really famous for field day and listen out and i mean what sort of numbers are you getting to those events well field day's uh, been selling out twenty eight thousand tickets every new year's day um for last I mean, we we had we started with ten thousand in two thousand and one, but and then we got uh, increases until we reached twenty eight thousand. I think it was it's like five years ago that we were allowed twenty eight thousand, and that's our maximum capacity. So, so uh, I mean, things inevitably with that many people must go wrong at some point. How do you look? Thing, yeah, things. You know, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, John, Adele, and myself, the three partners. What we do on the day is we're actually waiting to put out fires if there's a fire. Right. Literally, that is our role. Everything else should run, you know, like like the operation should run, like yeah. staff should know what they're doing, all that kind of stuff. But we're there to put out fires, whether it's, you know, uh, something to do with, you know, the staff, the police, the yeah. you know, the uh, the artists, etc. So, and is um, there a collaborative approach between, I don't know, say the police and you as the event organiser or? In some cases. I mean, look, we, we have to, you know, it's a crazy thing. We 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 pay for user pay police in New South Wales. Okay. Which is, you know, on New Year's Day is, is yeah, I'm not I'm, sure how I'm, much it is, but it's over 100 bucks an hour or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, which we don't have an issue with except for the fact that, um you know, if we're paying for user pay police, you know, we want them to collaborate with us. We're not paying for user pay police so that they can, you know, make our lives harder. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> that, that yeah. Yeah, it's, it's akin to employ- <laughs> it's akin to employ- employing someone, and then they just make your exactly. life hell. <laughs> exactly. So you don't really want I mean, to do that for too long. It depends long. on the commander, though, and you know, I don't have much to do with it. Adele mm. is the one that deals with the the commander, and some commanders she's had have been fantastic. Like mm. really great relationship, you know they they're very much you know um, you know they're very straight up. You yeah. do the right thing, etc. Yeah. Uh, some are 
you know. Depends what's happened the night before, I guess, doesn't it? If they've had a big night and (laughs) yeah, well, it does. But being New Year's Day depends who the commander is and whether he, you know, he believes in everything to the letter of the law or someone who's more pragmatic and going, well, you know, this is a business. We're all trying to work together to make the best outcome. And and it really depends on who you get. Um, But, you know, we've had some great ones um, that have really, you know, helped us in in situations where, you know, for example, um, you know, when you've got sold out shows, Mm. you've got lots of young kids, usually under 18, who who want to (laughs) get in, jump the fence. And, you know, like marauding groups of like 30 kids trying to push down fences, etc. cetera, uh, you know, uh, with a good commander, the, the commander will send the police because the kids are scared of police. They're not scared of security, but they're scared of police. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, we've had years where the commander's like, that's not, that's not part of our role. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I guess, yeah. Well, do, is there any kind of ratio between, I don't know, X amount of thousand of thousand people and the amount of medicos that you need to have on site like is there yeah there is a ratio i mean um i'm not exactly sure what the exact ratio is again adele is you know that's 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 her but yeah there, there's a there's a ratio and we always go above that because mm. that's one thing that we want to make sure um is 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 absolutely right you know so so if someone does get hurt how do you how do you deal with that? Okay, so, you know, uh, if someone gets hurt, it depends where it is. Uh, like, for example, if someone's injured and, you know, usually what will happen is that the, um, you know, a friend or someone will see someone injured, they'll find security, someone in security. Security will go to that person and then the security uh, have been have a map with grids. Yeah. So they can then radio in that there's, you know, so-and-so, uh, there's a injured person, broken leg in grid E4, um, and uh, the medics would then go to that position to find that. And then the medics would be the ones that make the decision, do we, can we treat this person here? Do we need to, you know, take them into the medical tent? So, so yeah. there's usually like two major medical tents, air conditioned, et cetera, with, you know, uh, all the equipment in, in, in there, et cetera. So, so usually it's, it's taken to that point there. Uh, in our major events, we also have, uh, uh, we, we also have like an ambulance. Okay. So that it can quickly, you know, transport the, the, uh, yeah, the, the individual if, if need be. To, yeah. And so, so. You, it sounds like you know if you're you've been running those events since 2001, you must have a really good track record for. Um, I'd imagine you know like there's been some competitors, for example, that if if the shit really hit the fan, then it's going to be harder to get approval year after year, right? If you yeah, hundred percent. Look, you know, I think uh, yeah, the, the trouble is that we're 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 dealing with you know. Uh, young people who some are not very responsible. Yeah. Um, all we can do is is make sure that we've got everything in place to ensure that you know we are able to. Yeah, you're making you know, it as safe as possible. And absolutely, you know, yeah. if stuff yeah. goes wrong, you've got processes in place to make That's sure right. that they can be attended to. Exactly. You know. You know. You can't. 
you can't kind of, you know... Babysit uh, every single person attending. Exactly. There's got to be a level of self-responsibility, I guess. Uh, absolutely. And and then for us to make sure that, you know, if that, that we have the best possible, you know... Yeah. Uh, kind of Systems in place. in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah got it. Yeah. Oh, that's great, Ming. Well, look, um, thank you very much for um, sharing your story. What What are your plans for the future now? Obviously, 2020 with COVID, I would imagine, has put uh, some of these larger events on ice for a while. Yeah, I think the larger events are probably not going to come back till at least the second half of next year. Uh, and it'll be very interesting from a, you know, before before a vaccine is, you know, uh, yeah. available everywhere, uh, what other kind of, you know, health and safety requirements? Yeah. Um, it's really hard because, you know, the, I think the problem is the, is the inconsistencies. Um, yeah. You know, you can have 40,000 person, actually more than that, I think, the other night at, at State of Origin, and, and yet, you know, they're stopping uh, kind of like 3,000 people from going to a general admission dancing right <laughs> like dance you know yeah. like yeah 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 so so uh, if so. people people want to find out a little bit more about uh what uh you do ming um what's your website yeah it's uh simple just fuzzy.com.au brilliant okay mate thanks very much for coming on the show today no problem brendan you've been listening to an ohs.com.au production I hope you've been enjoying listening to the podcast. If you are, it would be great if you could help us out by leaving us a review and sharing this with friends and colleagues.